everybody. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the Dude, Ren's excited. Welcome to the dump. My name's Truck Truck. And today's guest is, of course, Bren from the Overwatch League. What's up, Bren? Hi, it's me. Uh, not much is going on. I woke up about an hour ago. My Ralph's delivery came, didn't come to the door. He, uh, he rang me and he was like, hey, uh, I'm, on, I'm on the street. And I was like, okay, I'm going to come get you, but I'm not going to be happy about it. And uh, I went downstairs and I picked up my groceries and, uh, and he, he, he had got himself in the building, but he just didn't want to come upstairs. So I was like, wow, that's like so lazy. There's something I would do. So, so you just had to uh, carry your groceries up the stairs? Yeah, no, not even up the stairs, just up like one flight in the elevator. <laughs> you got your groceries delivered. <laughs> You're complaining about having to carry your groceries yeah. in yeah. your apartment. You know, I yeah. can respect that. That's You're living in 2019, you know what I mean? I'm Some not, people I'm, are... I don't know. I'm like an instant gratification uh, yeah. Gen Z is what they call me. Yep. I'm part of Gen Z guys and gals, you know? It is, you know... It's pretty cool. Like, did you imagine being in LA at this point in your life? No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Like, no. No, because like I remember like two years ago, I was watching you play H1Z1 with like Pokemon music, just screaming in your room. Your mom like cleaning behind you, and like you're, you're like talking to your stream between games. Like, I don't know if I want to go to college tomorrow, and then you just don't go. And now you're working for the Overwatch League in LA. It's pretty funny, like how quick things changes. I, I think that was only like two years ago. Yeah, it's it's actually kind of crazy how quickly it's just uh, I don't know how everything's happened so fast. I like your uh, sorry. I like your towel panels. I don't know why. Are they towel panels? Are they like are they the panels you made the sound dampening panels out of towels? My oh yeah yeah yeah. Did you see that mark? video? Yeah yeah yeah. I made those. I was tempted. They to work. It. Yeah, I it, think it, it seems pretty pretty dope. I like them. You yeah. got the, you're hanging up stuff as well. Using them as like a little mm -hmm. canvas. But uh, yeah, no, I just uh, it's super funny. I don't know. It was it just all came out of nowhere. I guess I. You know, I started, started casting TF2, the TF2 stuff. We all started in TF2. And then, uh, and then, uh, uh, what did I do? I don't know what I did. <laughs> <laughs> then you just blacked out and landed in LA with a job. <laughs> I'm, I, uh, I started casting other, other games. And then uh, I did Dota. I, did a, mm -hmm. I even casted the Women's CSGO event once at <laughs> DreamHack Winter. Um, and then, uh, and then I casted Overwatch, and then, uh, in a, in a period of one year of casting Overwatch, I got invited to go to the league. I was like, whoa, pretty dope. It's also yeah. kind of weird. Normally, it's like I don't know. It's a unique situation, to be honest. Yeah, I think I remember it was either you or Sideshow talking about on one of your streams about how, or I think it was actually Sideshow's YouTube channel. He was talking about how you and Bren were put on but you were mostly like a caster and he was a host but you had to like make the transition to being a host right because you're not a caster you're more of like a host personality type right uh no i'm a caster what wait no was it him doing that then well he uh uh he's uh like, it's not the same as like a regular esport though right sure or, or, I, like, mean... I wouldn't say a regular esport but like a Esports in the past because I feel I see Overwatch is more like like extremely modern form of oh, yeah, esports. Yeah. Like you guys just oh, had yeah. like your first home game. I know uh, a few kinda, days ago. Kind of crazy, but I think it's like well, me and me and Josh, me and Sideshow, we both started in uh, started casting right in TF2, mm -hmm. commentating, and then uh, when it rolled around, I think they they wanted Josh on the desk, and I was still commentating. Um, but eventually I get my Overwatch League offer that I got was on the desk, which I'd never done before. Never done any analyst desk stuff. Yeah. So that was my first time jumping into it and it was on the Overwatch League. It's like, oh, it's pretty wild. Uh, and I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't very good to begin with, but I, I've gotten better now. Thankfully. Otherwise yeah, what is it, what's it like to work in such a professional environment compared to like we've we've been to like lands and like I mean mm. they're not bad setups, like the people that make the best of what they got in like the tf2 land era but like overwatch yeah. league, it's like legitimate television level yeah yeah production. i mean i i'm i kind of miss the scuff oh yeah a, in a certain sense i like i miss the scuff events there's something something magical about about the uh the scuff events you know when stuff just starts going wrong and you have to rely on 
I guess like improvisation. <laughs> you're just like you're like sat on a sofa with just like a, a bunch of paper and you're just drawing, trying to entertain people. I don't know. I kind of like that, but it's it comes with its own benefits and also its own challenges because we're with so much uh, so much more polish and focus on uh, professionalism. It's kind of like uh, it does limit your creativity in a certain way because you have like guidelines that the powers above are kind of just mm-hmm. like they want you to 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 create a certain product, certain show, and they want it to sort of mimic traditional sports a lot of the time. So you get uh, it kind of kind of limits your creativity in that way. But it's nice having the resources to just do stuff, you know, do crazy content. It's nice having a a platform uh, that's like got i don't know how many viewers we're getting these days i don't look at the numbers that's for the that's for the, the nerds in the back you know but you know, uh, as someone that's like kind of like a casual viewer of the overwatch league like i am surprised at how well the numbers have stayed up I, you just said you don't look at them but they've been really good for someone that kind of was cynical yeah. when the overwatch league was announced and like two years later it's still every stream is getting like close to a hundred thousand views it's yeah crazy. that is that is wild isn't it that is kind of crazy i i mean I was expecting like 50k last on the first year, you know. Mm-hmm. I would I would have been like pretty pleased with that, but the fact that it's staying concurrent of like 100k and it's just going up, well, not going up, but it's just I mean it's staying steady pretty much at 100k. I think it's pretty pretty impressive. Probably a testament to just the, I think the regular content. It's also the Overwatch fan base is very unique. Um it's a unique fan base. A lot of them have never watched an esports game before, the Overwatch League before, like it's their first esports. And I guess it's much easier to get into when it's got a geo- geographical location to attach a, your team to, you know? Like, yeah, I, I and from the outside looking in, like as someone that never really was super mega into like traditional sports, it just doesn't seem like that formula will work. But I've read multiple times through multiple articles and even like hearing it through streams is that people show up to these events, like the Overwatch League events, not knowing anything, but they love it anyway. And I yeah. think that's a testament to the product that is the the show yeah it's 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 actually wild there's people like you said there's people that they haven't they don't know overwatch like they don't play it but they watch it i don't get that to be honest because part of the overwatch league is like having an appreciation for the top players but i guess i don't know with enough flashy colors on the screen anything is well i think it's similar to like traditional sports it's just like uh you have Fairweather fans, you have casual fans, and you have people that just like the jerseys and stuff. They just wear yeah. them. Yeah. Um, it's that sense of community. I'll tell you what, though. The Dallas event we went to recently last weekend, the first homestand game, dude, that was wild. Like, it was it was better than the grand finals of last year. In my oh, opinion. really? Yeah, because it was the grand finals was like Overwatch fans from all over the place, really, like, coming together. A lot of New York fans because it was in New York, but New York was in the finals. It was London and Philly. And uh, there was some like some Philly fans, but the, the arena wasn't really cheering for one team in particular. But this Dallas event, holy moly! I've heard, I heard. The I I mean, it was it was one hell of a feeling, just like standing and watching <laughs> the Dallas team walk in, and just an entire arena of four thousand five hundred people just erupting, uh, cheering for them, you know, chanting their names, just like screaming, "Let's go Dallas!" Just literally, the vibrations were so much. The, the cameras that they were using on us for the program feed were just shaking because the arena was screaming so much. That's so cool. And then when the other Texas team came out, the Outlaws, the boos were unreal. It was just ridiculous. And I was like, this is the, this is the future of esports. I can see this easily. Like you have these home teams that people can attach themselves to because it's, it's, I, I know this works as a format just from my own personal anecdotes. of I, I don't follow football, soccer. Uh, but I do watch the World Cup whenever it rolls around, and I always support England every single time because it's my country. Because it's it's easy to tie yourself to that. Whereas I struggle to tie myself to uh, some of the the other teams, you know, the Premier League teams or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I actually I completely understand why this format works so well. And it's like people, you just give them a reason to watch, like a team. I think it, it comes down to as well inherently we are it's like like that tribalism. You know, oh, yeah, built-in tribalism is like you need to have a side. So it, it that just ties into it even more and and makes people really attached to it. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild ride. But that that Dallas event kind of sold me on this entire. I mean, this that was what we were all waiting for to see if this system mm-hmm. would work, and now it's evident that it does work. So 
so do you know what the future is like i'm assuming you unless it's like public you probably can't disclose it if you do but no uh what do you think the future is like is that just gonna be like your week to week you're just gonna be going to different states i have no idea that'd be honestly. crazy yeah, i have no idea what what's gonna be going on it's as far as i'm aware it's all up in the air they don't tell me anything because they know i leak it by accident so yeah, i mean i wouldn't tell you <laughs> they're pretty smart but uh i mean i think the original system that they had in mind when they came up with the concept of the league was that you would eventually have home and away games like like we did with that home stand that we had the other week i mean the end goal is to just have sorry for yawning i, I like i said i woke up <laughs> like, like an hour ago <laughs> i'm pretty tired i haven't had any caffeine but that's okay uh the yeah, uh, I think the eventual plan is to just have like every other weekend you have these home games and you have these teams playing at, at places. Yeah, I think like the most realistic scenario is like once a season each team has a home game, so like the fans of that team can like really get into it, and each home game is just super special. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if there will be even be like a home base like we do in LA. It will just be home and away games. That's it, all the, the time. whole way. Yeah, Damn. I think so. I think that was the original. Well, that's the, that is the original plan, as far as I'm aware. When what they were selling incredible. to invest, like that's really big scale. Like that is huge scale, right? <laughs> yeah. how, do you even, how do you even do that? You know. have to organize like different event areas and figure out yeah. how to run the I production mean, through those. I, I don't systems. envy them. I don't yeah, envy that's them. Crazy. I'm like, yeah, I'll leave it to the smart people. I'll just I'm just gonna chill and talk about video games now. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, in regards to that, like, how much have you grown with Overwatch since you got into the league? Like, I know you were, like, kind of into it. You were doing it, the casting and stuff. But yeah. obviously, when you do it for, like, two years straight, um, what are, like, the pros and cons of it? Does it get a little exhausting at all after a while? Yeah. It, there's, burnout is definitely a real thing. And that was last year. It was It kind of cropped up for me. Uh, I mean, it affects people differently, but I mean, when you're literally consuming Overwatch for four days a week, nonstop, for <laughs> for like six months, it's like, yeah, you, your brain kind of just gets, bleh, you know, just mm -hmm. all over the place. But the things that keep me going are the playoff games. I think the playoffs are super exciting. Uh, watching good teams play against each other, so playoffs again. Um, but other than that, I, I think this year I've learned to pace myself a little bit more in terms of not diving head head first and just kind of uh going full full uh i'm just making up words full throttle i don't know it's not a made up word <laughs> it makes sense you're being <laughs> articulate you're doing a good job yeah uh but yeah i mean it's uh it's it's definitely challenging and I, i'm feeling it now as well more this year once again because uh, i'm on the desk twice as much so last year I was only on the desk two days a week. Now I'm on it every single day, and the days are longer as well because we've got a 30-minute pre-show and a 30-minute post-show. Um, so it's it's longer days and it's twice as many of them. So it is it's it's pretty exhausting. I'm not gonna lie, but it's uh, it's a case of managing it. And I'm just like right now we're in stage two, week five. After this week we're gonna have playoffs, um, which is always dope. And that's what I'm looking forward to. And that's what I keep my mind on is so, like the, the playoffs. So this season is shorter than the previous one, or is it around the same? It's longer. Oh, it's longer, really? Yeah, because the we last got more season teams. Was like two or six months long, something like that. It was really long, from my understanding. It's from January. Like, mind you, I'm to... a very like casual viewer of the Overwatch League. I yeah. Tune in once a week or so. The finals were in July. Uh, and the league started in January last year, but we had a preseason. This year oh. we started in February, and uh, it's I don't know when the finals are. I actually don't think they've been announced. I do know, but I'm not going to say because I, I don't think they've been announced. Let me check, actually, just in case, so I can actually talk about this. Uh, yeah, so the finals haven't been announced, but the stage playoffs are like May time, but it, I think it will be... Will, I mean, I think the season's going to be longer. So it's it's pretty interesting, like, how much you've moved within the past, like, two years. Like, you went from being in your uh, your your mom's in your mom's house in your bedroom to yeah. 
LA and then back to your parents' house in a camper van streaming <laughs> Bloodborne, <laughs> freezing your ass off, playing at like you were in a camper van at like four in the morning, like every night. Like I remember, yeah. like I imagine your sleep pattern just never really fixed itself. You just had like you were just stuck in it was LA just time. In the LA time. So you're like just chilling. You wait. Yeah. I don't know when you're waking up, but probably like midnight. <laughs> Yeah, and just yeah. screaming all night in a camper van. In a camper van, freezing in the middle freezing, of winter. <laughs> middle of winter, dude. It was it was brutal. But yeah, it's no, it's kind of wild. Even before that, like uh, there was a period where I was living by myself. But uh, I I just I don't know. I ended up falling to pieces because of mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was studying at the same time. And this is when I first got into casting. So I got into I got into commentating as a hobby because I like TF2 playing it like competitively. But I started casting because I was like, hey, it looks like fun. Uh, and I, I kind of became like an escapism for a lot of my mental health issues. So I kept that going whilst I was living by myself. Um, and it, uh, that was a wild period of my life because I was going on, uh, I would stream and I would like, I, I wouldn't be able to afford food. So I would like Holy ask my shit. stream to, uh, to, pa- to pay for food. And I would like do an IRL stream, walking to McDonald's, get 20 chicken nuggets and speed run, eat the chicken nuggets on stream <laughs> for, for my dinner. <laughs> So that's what I would that's what I would do for food. But eventually like I got pulled out of that environment, thankfully. Um, my mom was like, Oh shit, you're just like killing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was. I, I mean, was like li- living in squalor and just like uh, in this bedroom by myself, not really going out much. Like anxiety was at uh, was at maximum. So I that's when I moved in with my mum again. And that's where you saw the streams of me playing H one and she's just cleaning in the background and stuff. <laughs> was was that those were like very uh very nice streams they yeah. weren't like they weren't like cringe or anything they were just very wholesome that's the word yeah very yeah. wholesome it's just like brian's having a good time his mom's you know being just a chilling. great mom and just chilling <laughs> having a great time everybody's <laughs> laughing having a wonderful time you know doing some shoeies all dressed yeah. up as uh gandalf that, that that was yeah and i think that yeah living there was that changed my life for the better because even though i was in a worse position in terms of my job because uh, i i to, to move there, I had to, I quit my, uh, my phone shop job at Tesco and moved and to my old store again, working uh, what we call uh, .com, which is .com delivery. So it's like the online grocery orders. And what that entails is you have to get to work for about five, 4 a.m., like roughly. So you have to get to work at 4 and you're working until like maybe midday and you're going back. And that was my job, what I was doing, because I just, I was essentially doing that temporarily in that store until a position in the phone shop opened up, uh, which it eventually did. And I moved into that later, but my routine was kind of like, kind of not, I was kind of fucked, but also the job was just soul destroying. Like I had Mm -hmm. to walk from the house to my work an hour every day. Oh my God. 3am to, to, to pack groceries. And you were like measured on metrics and stuff. It was like a, it's like a terrible job to have. Yeah. .com. Anyone listening to this from the UK, you're considering a job at Tesco. I highly recommend you avoid .com. Uh, That stuff is just like, it's, it's soul crushing compared to a lot of the other jobs uh, in there. But the one thing it did give me was routine. So what I would do is I would wake up at 2am and I would, uh, I would work out like in the living room using like a small workout set. I would, uh, go to work. Uh, I would leave work early because I just didn't really care for the job that much. And I was like, they, they normally want you to stay until 12. My contract was like stipulated nine. So I would always leave at nine on the dot. And they'd always be like, hey, we really need you, Brand. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so I was just piecing it every, every day because like, you know, life is short. You don't want to be sucking a soul, soul crushing stuff. And I was doing more important stuff like streaming, you know, Building up the stream. And that like business. that actually turned out to be extremely important. Like at the end of the day, you yeah. pursuing something that you enjoy and are also very good at. Um, yeah. That, I, I think what you mentioned routine is like something we can touch on mental health a little bit. Cause it's definitely super important to me as well. But I think routine is like a very good thing to oh, it's huge, you know, man. be a part of. Like I know both of us has got, have gotten to the, to the gym, like within the past, like two years, I think we both started around two years ago. Yeah. Um, it just being in that tor- sort of routine that you go to the gym these days during the week, it just fixes it's, your like sleeping yeah, pattern, fixes your day. schedule. It's so good. It is so um, good. And uh, yeah, like, so you said, so 
those parts of your life were like really humbling. They kind of put you in perspective of like, this sucks. I need to get out of here. Yeah, and, uh, pretty much. Did that like spark a fire? Like when you were with Sideshow and like the TF2 community, like casting, like did that make it like, were you pursuing something when you were casting rather than just casting or? No, it was, it was purely a hobby. Like it was my own, like I said, it's, the entire reason I did it was not to come out with a job. It was to make people laugh and entertain people and mm -hmm. make t the game that I liked playing hype. And, uh, and that was it. And trying to improve myself as well. It was like, it was a thing I could measure uh, in terms of how good I was because I could see myself getting better with every cast and I was doing a lot of practice casts in TF2. I was still atrocious. Like by the time I'd left TF2, I was still a terrible caster, but I, 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 I don't could, think so. I, I could see everybody's so hard on themselves. You're, you're great. I mean, compared to the, the, here's the thing right now as well is that being in the Overwatch League is like, it, it was like being put in the hyperbolic time chamber of like, of, of stuff. You either got good or you were, you were getting out because you're like, I've, like me and Josh were working with people who have been in esports for like 10 years and they've been doing this, this stuff for years and years and years and like TV productions and everything, tons of experience behind them. So it was like being surrounded by those people, you just pick up all the little things, just nuances that I probably, I mean, it's subconscious. I, I, I don't consciously pick up a lot of it, but now I look back at my TF2 stuff, even like the I-58 Grand Finals, I'm just like, wow, oh, that, that kind of, uh, we kind of sucked, huh, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> and we did we sucked like we we fe you fell in we fell into traps that a lot of new commentators fall into where you're trying to sound too professional you're not having a conversation you're kind of just talking like this to the other person because you kind of this is what the traditional sports commentators sound like and it's it ends up being like a flatline monotone sound even though like you're trying to project and, and yeah. have some sort of inflection in your voice it just comes off as like rather than like quiet monotone, just like kind of high monotone. Cause sure. I, yeah. I had that exact experience with casting for at least like the first year. It took until like people were like pointing out like, Kurt, you're kind of just yelling into your microphone, like <laughs> nonstop, but not in like uh, in an interesting way. It just, yeah. it's grating. It needs to be conversational mm -hmm. and yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's actually insane how much I've learned from the Overwatch League in terms of putting on a show, broadcasting, also producing a show. Like I'd never done any producing of the show before, but with the Overwatch League, uh, because we knew the game, we are the only ones who like the the desk talent, and we're the only ones who really understand the game to a to a high enough level to tell the producers what to point their cameras at and what to, what storylines to capture. So now it's like I've also learned how the best way to like tell story uh, tell storylines in a in a show as well in terms of like following like the history of players and and other stuff and looking at just i, I mean to give you an example what are we looking at recently i mean it, the most the most obvious one recently was uh what are, what are we doing today i did well, story points for for something for our show today but it's just like yeah just just i mean it's helped me a lot in a lot of aspects that i didn't think i would i would be uh needing to do and it kind of forced me out of my comfort zone and just kind of stuck with it and, and gained these new skills so essentially like a lot of big parts of production relating to relating to your role is homework behind the scenes so when you are live you can tell a story rather than you know try to come up sure. with stuff very spontaneously which i mean you can do at to a certain extent but when you are well um researched and on the players and the game itself it definitely shows yeah it's um, it's it's crazy the amount of prep that goes into the league that people just probably don't realize but as i mean for for like a tv level production it's i mean you need a lot of people apparently i found out when i first started in the league you know like a hundred plus people working behind the scenes if not more like at one time just to put on this show and then the 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 actual planning that goes into it a lot of the time as well it's it's like you need to just plan everything ahead of time so like yesterday is, was our meeting day on the Wednesdays and we plan um, our story points for the first two dates out in advance and just like go over what are the big points that we need to hit so 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 on and we don't we don't script it per se but we have a point that we want to hit and we hit it in you know we just kind of bounce off of each other and yeah the worst thing you can do I think is getting stuck in script like it, this is this is something that doesn't happen in esports it only happens in the Overwatch League because it's kind of coming from this weird mix of TV background and esports. And they're coming together but tv really likes scripting like they really mm -hmm. like to just script everything out so they know exactly what's coming because it helps the producers in terms of they know what's coming up next whereas esports is so loose you're just kind of like 
well, anything goes, you know? Well, do you think the fact that um, television is more constrained into, like, certain time slots, whereas esports... I don't know. I don't know if this is actually true, but I'm assuming the Overwatch League has more freedom. Like they don't, the show doesn't have to be X amount of time, right? Whereas like a, a NFL football game is generally like a certain amount of time, and the the networks kind of schedule before and yeah. after it. Whereas Overwatch League, it's literally like a Twitch channel and a, a couple. Like I'm assuming you live stream on other platforms as well, but there's nothing like in. But it's not in between anything. It's kind of its own. Wow. Well. Yeah, I mean is we're on true? we're on, I, Dis- I'm, we're I'm on Disney sure. XD now and and ESPN like okay. consistently every Thursday and every so, Sunday. So we we actually do have to abide by TV time slots as well. Wow. Okay. I so, I did not know that yeah. was so constricting. So what happens if a game goes long? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I mean, you wing it, I guess. What happens <laughs> is normally is is uh, if the game goes too long, what will happen is the casters will lay off. So it'll be the Twitch stream will be going, and then suddenly the caster just probably stops talking, and then the, the Twitch stream will be like, what the heck is going on? And then uh, and then they'll say, well, welcome to our Disney XD viewers, and then they just jump straight back into it. And they're like, they give a brief overview. They'll be like, uh, we're looking at Philadelphia Fusion versus the Boston Uprising. Yeah, it's currently map three. Whoever wins this is going to be taking it all, you know, let's get back into it. And then they start casting again. Do you think that has like a a strong negative impact towards like the overall show? Like, or does it provide for some sort of structure to work around? Because if it's just like unlimited time, it can go like way too long, I'm assuming. But sure. at the same yeah, time, mean... it might be a little too restricting. Obviously, that's an extremely hard a- question to answer and there's really nothing you can do about it but yeah yeah i think the benefits though they they speak for themselves like in terms of viewership and stuff i'm actually being spoiled by the overwatch league because when i watch esports events now outside of it just i get it kills me like watching the the 30 minute break timers where they've got nothing in between because it was like scheduled poorly or they just didn't plan for that content and they weren't they weren't ready for it like these huge breaks in between like the overwatch league is like a well-oiled machine at this point like you've got the referees who like get the players in and out like off the stage when they finish their games, they get the new players on to set up almost like immediately. They got like a minute thirty to do it. They everything's like under strict schedules and timings. Whereas like esports is kind of like loosey goosey, you know. You just it, that is it, something I never really thought about. Yeah, like every high production esports cast always has consistent games going one after another. Like the international Dota, like majors, CS:GO majors. Yeah, but if you watch like. You know, we both came from TF2. Yeah. One game happens, you wait three hours, and then yeah. the next game happens, the ga- the server crashes, yeah. and you have to wait a little <laughs> bit longer. And then it's like, oh, no, we ha- I guess we're just casting till 3 in the morning tonight, and then waking exactly. up at 6 and casting yeah. some more. It, so, it, yeah, yeah. And, I, and this is what the one thing that the Overwatch League does really well, and this is the advantage of having this structure and basing it off of television, is that, you, you don't you don't run into these common issues that kind of stop people from watching uh, esports because esports is is believe it or not hard to get into from like just a, a casual viewer's point of view because it's just like again you you turn on a stream you hear some games being played and you you're met with like a thirty minute timer counting down with some EDM music in the background you're like what the fuck is this you know <laughs> <laughs> like what like you have to be like already invested yeah in you the have game to be super invested into even it. care. Whereas the Overwatch League is like, it's so consistent and they've got like these little content pieces they run in between breaks as well. So there's constantly something going on, constantly something going on. And it's like, you're never really going to be bored watching the, the show. It should always be moving because people have low attention spans these days as well. So, well, also, uh, like, I, I if think... you're on Twitch, like, there's so much stuff you can watch. You have to do something to retain viewers. Yeah. I know, like, during Tip of the Hats, you're talking about like certain way we the way we scheduled our show was a little bit off in your opinion you had like really good reason for it. it's like we had the seagull host why are we not playing overwatch when seagull hosts a stream yeah. you know what i mean like it helps retain viewers entertain Absolutely. people and uh um make things more consistent for everyone yeah. but yeah i mean it's and that don't get me wrong there are kind of disadvantages with with it being so focused in that you can't go as as hardcore with your analysis like old esports or like current esports productions and like CS:GO, Dota, uh, things like that, they can go like balls to the walls hardcore with a lot of their analysis because the audience is so uh, hardcore in themselves 
and they just they want to know that's like the target audience but overwatch this is the crazy thing right with overwatch is like uh my mindset was always to just kind of like focus more on the casual viewers and not go over the top with a lot of my analysis and i'd leave it to like josh or whoever else to kind of like focus on maybe the more hardcore nuances of the game but when i was doing that we have to do a sponsor segment uh, sponsored by State Farm called Alt Economy. And you have to do like a little telestration piece where I'm standing in front of a, a weatherman screen and I'm talking about what went wrong in this team via what, what they could have done better. Mm -hmm. And there's like small stuff that's like super sick. Like there's a mechanic in Overwatch where you can block healing uh, with a shield. Uh, and so really high level Zarya players, what they'll do is they will, they, they will use the Graviton Surge and then there, the enemy Zenyatta will use Transcendence, which is like a big AoE healing ability. And the, the Zarya players, really good Zarya players, will use their bubble and stand in between the, the Zenyatta and the rest of the team. And it blocks all the healing off, and they can get kills in the, in the Graviton Surges. I had like no idea that It's was like next-level stuff. And I pointed this out, and it gets clipped and posted onto social media because of state of the sponsor requirements. And this, this is what it comes down to. And it comes back to my earlier point saying about how the Overwatch League fan base is so new. This is their first esports. Just like don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> the people were commenting saying, oh, that seems a little far-fetched. I don't think he's doing that. It's like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I can do his job. And I'm just like, like, what is even the point of showing these people this stuff? When they're just like, yeah, I didn't mean to do that. Just, he was just, he was, nah. Like, like, aren't they playing now? with controllers yeah yeah it's, but it, that's another crazy thing as well it's like a sig i think a significant majority of of the player base of overwatch is like a console players and uh and super casual like mega casual like it's it's kind of crazy because a lot of people assume that overwatch is like a dead game because uh i think i mean i guess they they look at twitch and they look at uh kind of like social media numbers like reddit mm -hmm. for example and they're like, oh, it's not, it's not that huge. But I, normally people are just looking at like the hardcore audiences because even Twitch is like pretty hardcore, you know, in terms of the people that are going to be watching it. It's, it's getting into mainstream now with like uh, all these Fortnite streamers that are blowing up and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's still kind of like a niche thing. But Overwatch is massive in terms of like the people that are playing it. It's crazy. It is like an entry level game for a lot of people because it's like it's fun. It's cartoony. Everyone's got a character that they can like. It's also one of the only games I can think of that has like a global appeal. Usually games are kind of more yeah. Eastern and Western in the world, but it seems like Overwatch hits every everyone uh, yeah. across all demographics uh, in, in the entire world, which is something I can't think of an, any other game that has done that. Like obviously when PUBG came out, it kind of was everybody, but now it's only in the Eastern part of the world. But Overwatch two years later, it's still everywhere yeah it's everywhere but what's crazy about overwatch as well is like it's it's so inclusive for people of uh just like uh, i guess the lgbtq community mm -hmm. i don't know if i said that right that's that's right yeah but it, yeah it's incredibly inclusive so like when i look at my social media demographics it's like a huge portion are um just like either gay lesbian or, or transsexual as well like a huge portion compared to like and if you compare this to other esports titles it's just like non-existent non-existent demographic that's in that but like overwatch has like because it's so inclusive of of literally everyone like they all just kind of feel like yeah you know i feel kind of safe i guess playing overwatch as a game uh so they just jump into that you know it's just very inviting and it doesn't come off as like gatekeeping in any way like you have to be like a hardcore person to enjoy it. it's more like at least from what i've seen it's just like this is a show enjoy the show like it's not it's for whoever is interested and it's going yeah. to be entertaining um, and I kind of like that aspect of esports. I don't like the idea of, um, you know, playing games so your nose is bleeding and your eyes are all strained. And it's like, now I'm a part of the community. It's rather <laughs> just, it's just like, this is a fun thing. Like some players are sick and you don't have to be sick to enjoy it. Yeah. And, uh, but at the same time, like it is, it is cool when you are like really good at a game and you are watching like, you know, like a CSGO cast and they're like breaking it down. It's like, wow, I, I thought yes. I was good at this game, but it's like, it's even deeper than that. I completely agree. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy being on a TV audience that you want to kind of introduce people into it slowly and like just dip their feet in it. Um, and I think right now there's a significant lack of hardcore content for the people that want it in the Overwatch scene. 
Uh, Josh Saito is, is kind of doing something about that by doing his VOD reviews. But outside of that, there's not a lot of content that focuses on the hardcore people because the Overwatch League has taken over as the main part of, of the Overwatch scene competitively. And its focus is going to be always on on the guess, the, the biggest demographic as opposed to the hardcore one, like 1% that are always mm-hmm. going to watch, but you know might want more more analytical stuff. But you're completely right. I, I'm of the opinion that uh, we should go hardcore because... I mean, that kind of stuff is interesting. It, inv- it makes you more invested. If you think there's like there's aspects of the game that you never thought about before, and they explain them, and you're like, well, that's super interesting. You know, like mm-hmm. the, these guys are playing at such a high level. It makes you appreciate it more. Whereas right now, I think uh, a lot of the user base or the viewer base doesn't really appreciate, I guess, what these pro players are doing as much. Do you think there's? Do you think time will change that, or do you think it's just something that you'll just have to like accept with how? overwatch is presented um i don't know to be honest i I, I mean i I think time will change it because as the game gets older obviously overwatch has updates new characters and and new maps and obviously new metas um people grow with the game like a game like counter-strike people that have played when they were like little kids are now adults yeah children they probably don't play games anymore but they probably still watch the um like the 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 CS:GO majors and whatnot, yeah. and uh, I I imagine like that's probably what the Overwatch that's probably what Blizzard and the Overwatch League want. Like you want to have probably. it last that long so people can you know grow with the game. Yeah, and I really think it will as well. Like it it does a lot of aspects right. I mean I I'm blessed as well to be able to just chat with the dev team a lot of the time, uh, and just like whenever whenever they come to events and stuff, and just talk to them about a lot of their thought processes and stuff and. They're, it's actually crazy having that one-on-one connection coming from TF2, where mm. Valve were just like oh this, this stone cold, yeah, just, just I don't know, just in the distance, like you did. Are, you, are they really there? You know, you don't know. Mm. Um, and then it's kind of crazy being in in the Overwatch League, where the developers not only are like pretty open on forums and stuff, and then they come out with developer updates, but just being able to chat with them about stuff and and what they've got in the works and in the pipeline and what their plans are and their thought processes. Uh, which is it's it's really dope and, and quite like, insightful. Obviously, you said you 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 talk to him, but like as someone that doesn't talk to him and someone that's a casual uh, Overwatch viewer, like they post videos uh, of about what's going on, like what their plans are. Yeah, like, not many yeah. devs do that. No, like no. and like, a lot of my friends play Fortnite, and it's the similar situation with TF2. It's like, what are they doing? Like one day I've been they just throw Fortnite. something in the game they, and everybody's uh, pissed. No one knows why it's there. But like with Overwatch, or at least from my understanding with Overwatch, it's like even if you don't like something, you understand what the devs are trying to do because they're saying what they are doing. And yeah. I think that it might still piss people off if they're doing stuff that people like people overwhelmingly disagree with, but at least they understand what they're trying to do. So sure. you can give like the making feedback, an effort is kind you know of crazy. I mean? Yeah. I and, do. and that 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 means a lot. Um, and I'm surprised, like Overwatch, Overwatch has been doing this since beta, like saying what they're going to be doing. Yeah, I'm surprised, like no other dev teams have really done the same thing. At least not ones at such a high scale. Like Valve well, will I've, never do it. I think I know why. Is because you you really the best way to develop a game is to just literally provide the 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 plebeians no information i think because if they take it they just take it out of context a lot of the time like taking a trip down the, the battle.net forums is just horrific like the, the people have a, such a basic understanding of the game and like it displays your rank next to your name and it's just like all these platinum and gold players just like calling for like buffs of specific heroes that are just monstrously powerful right now in the game and it's just like these people have no idea what's going on so like i mean I think when you give them this information and you 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 actually kind of you give them power in some senses mm-hmm. so they can often just turn against you and go crazy you know whereas if you just don't tell them anything and you just come out with updates it's just kind of like there will be uproar if they disagree with an update but it will just die down again and they just keep playing mm-hmm. the game whereas if you if you know that developers are creating content around the the the, the plebeian as I like to call them uh, and <laughs> and uh, and you know that the developers are listening to your dumb opinion that's like based off of nothing but your gold games and the fact that you may fucking you main reaper or something i don't know like that that gives them power and they're just going to be even more like 
you know just that is an interesting aspect of like games like dota and overwatch is like people main characters so their perspective of the game is like from these characters or like a better way of putting it is roles in dota you have roles in overwatch you have roles right you kind of pick from that subset of characters within the role and i think some people just have very skewed visions of the game like uh, and I don't think it provides for like great feedback, so I don't know how um, I don't know how Blizzard goes about taking feedback from people. Um, but it, yeah, it I seems I to actually... be very hard to balance a game that has like roles. I have no idea how Overwatch and Dota do it. It's crazy, League isn't Legends it? as well. Like it's actually crazy. It it, it shouldn't be possible. Uh, Dota is such a complex game as well. Like I I don't know how they manage that, but Overwatch I. I mean, I'm, I don't really know how they work out the balance process for that as well either. But I think they've, they've been making drastic changes actually recently. For the longest time, they were doing mini patches. Like, you know how Dota does big sweeping changes mm-hmm. like from top to bottom, molt, like almost every hero gets changed. Like it's a big, uh, you know, it's just completely different patch that just changes everything. Uh, in Overwatch for the longest time, until the last patch that came out, they were doing small updates, like tiny little updates to like three heroes, just changing it a little bit. And it wasn't really doing much. People were getting pretty bored. But the last update, they changed 26 heroes, which is like the most they've ever changed. And like a lot of it's minor stuff, but some of it's quite major stuff as well. And it's like put the game into a way better place. So they've had this shift recently in terms of uh, their, their philosophy when it comes to game design, which I, I can appreciate. I, I, I quite like these massive mm-hmm. changes that they're doing because it, it shakes things up. Makes it seems like whatever happened, a few people have drifted back into Overwatch. Like, both of us are friends with Seagull and Star. Both of them were at Tip of the Hats. And yeah. I've seen them stream Overwatch a lot more than they have in, like, the past, like, six months. Yeah. So something is changing, and they're getting back into the game, which is really cool. Because, obviously, both of them bring in a lot of viewers. And it seems like the game wasn't necessarily in a great state. Or a lot of people were kind yeah, of wasn't. upset with the game. Like, popular streamers like... um xqc and i believe moon moon and a few others that were like they were like the face of the twitch overwatch community they just left yeah and uh maybe with like changes they'll they'll come back i don't know because i don't know i i kind of like casually watch streamers like xqc because he's like an inherently competitive person he seems to be playing fortnite just because it's a competitive game right now (laughs) like rather than like not i've lived with the guy yeah Uh, i did it's so weird like there's, I think there's a lot of people like him that want to play competitive games, but there's just not that many out there that are, you know, satisfying or at least sure. fills certain aspects. Yeah. Like, obviously, if you play a game like Overwatch or Fortnite, maybe getting into a game like Counter-Strike might be super daunting because the mechanics are just way different. Yeah. So, um, how do you think... Do you think there's going to be, like, a resurgence with Overwatch now that, like, there's been changes in the, the recent few, past? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I can't, can't say too much, but oh, shit, shit, it's about to get real, it's about to get real, like, it's it's going to be good, The I think a lot of this is just, I definitely agree the game was in a bad state, but uh, yeah, I think this patch is just the, the beginning, and they recently released a, a, a tool called the Workshop in Overwatch, I don't know if you know about this, no, two guys on the team, like, pretty much developed it, and it's, Blizzard, it's like so anti-Blizzard, it's actually crazy. It's something that Valve would do in terms of like they've opened it up. You know how like Valve opened up modding for Dota 2? Yes. They've done this for Overwatch now. They've just released this tool where you can change anything, like program anything like into the game. Yeah, and you can just like, people have created scoreboards like in the game. So like now professional teams are going to be scrimming using this thing so they can see like statistics that normally they wouldn't be able to see. Uh, you can just create anything like wacky game modes where like you're a bastion and you're shooting out little Torbjorn bots that chase people down with hammers. Like you can do anything with it. Yeah, it's and it, it's it's really opened up the the this game. Like it's such an incredibly powerful tool that's been added into the game. And like the the beauty of it as well is that you can like change fundamental stuff with the game. Uh, and you can if you wanted to create your entire new Overwatch, you could create your own version of Overwatch that you think is balanced. And like if it gets popular, then who knows? They might like start implementing features from from that version into the into the uh, the current version of Overwatch. That's so a really, really cool. sick tool. Yeah. It reminds me of like, you know, recently what like it came out like 4 months ago or something Dota Chess. I think it's I love Dota Chess. That's like oh, I watch so it, good. I have no idea what's going on. It's entertaining, it's nice to listen to. I've no 
I have no desire to learn the game, but it's like, this is fascinating. Like, it's yeah. a mod for Dota 2, and it has more viewers than Dota sometimes, and it got yep. so popular that it needed its separate, its own separate category on Twitch. Yep. Do you think that could possibly happen with Overwatch? Like, I really think the core mechanics of the game in Overwatch, like with all the characters and their abilities and just the engine itself, I think someone could get like really creative and just make something special yeah. out of it. Maybe. I mean, it, the engine's still limiting. Like, it's way more limiting than the Dota allows. Like, for example, like Dota Auto Chess was created. But uh, it still allows you to do some cool stuff, and mm -hmm. it's it's still a little bit buggy. But the fact that they even allowed you to to just like open up the car bonnet and just go to yeah. town on it is is crazy in itself. But I think it, it isn't it is possible that that something like that can happen. But Auto Chess was a weird one as well because the modding system has been in the game for ages, but it was just waiting for this one big game to just take off. And like Dota Two, or Dota started as a mod of Warcraft Three, mm -hmm. right? It, it started off as a mod of of that game in itself, and then. Uh, then Dota 2 was spawned off of it, and now it's weird that Dota Auto Chess has spawned off of Dota 2. It's kind of crazy, right? So, I mean, yeah, I, I think something could happen like that, but I, I want to talk about Dota Auto Chess some more because that game's dope. It's so, <laughs> so what good. What is going on? Like, I watch, I, I mean, I I wouldn't say I watch intently. I kind of put sure. them on other monitor while I'm working or whatever, and I just listen to it. From my understanding, Dota Auto Chess is like, a simulation of Dota in some way? No, it's you, like, well, kind of. It's like you pick, it's so you pick champions and it's so hard to, to let explain. them go at it. It's like it's got elements of skill and elements of RNG, and like elements of the elements of RNG. Like if you're good enough, you will you will place consistently at the top. Like, mm. You just need to recognize what the value pieces are. You can buy these chess pieces and place them on your board uh, every round, and you need to manage your economy. You get gold as well that you buy the pieces with. That you can gain interest on so there's like this weird mind game that you have to play mm -hmm. where you don't you have to you don't want to spend too much gold but you want to keep the optimum amount of gold which is 50 so you get maximum amount of interest there's a lot of it's a lot of nuances into the game mm -hmm. which makes it really fun to play and and when i was playing it like the, the ranking system they go from like uh pawn to um pawn Queen. to knight pawn right. knight uh uh bishop and then as, when I last played, at least, it's been a, a, a good few months. I played it when I was in my caravan a lot, like all the time <laughs> when I was in my caravan. But uh, I played it so much, like the, 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 a good rank, I think, at the time would have been like a knight eight, and you go to knight nine, and then you eventually go to bishop one. But I was bishop six, <laughs> just like playing against plebeians. I was playing it so much. Just like, and like normally the only way to rank up uh, past that, like you have to go into bishop only lobbies. Because if you start playing against like knights and pawns all the time, you lose one game, you just get dragged straight back down to like knights. But like I was playing it so much and just winning every game. It's so, so fun. So fun. So good. I'll have to try it. And then, like, I kind of want to go back to the Overwatch modding thing. I think a more yeah. realistic um, result of the Overwatch modding thing is that things will be discovered that the overall community thinks is positive and maybe uh, Blizzard will add it to Overwatch. Like, I hope so. Yeah. Now that there's actual, I know this is this was a topic back in the beta of Overwatch. Like, why is there no scoreboard? Obviously, people are going to yeah. be modding scoreboards, and like, if people are, if everybody likes it, and like they obviously Overwatch or Blizzard can see like how much people are using certain things. I'm assuming if like a ton of people are using it, maybe they'll add the option to the game. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think that's really cool, and I love the fact that. Uh, I love mod. I love how games spawn from other games. I think yeah. a lot of the most successful games, pretty much all of Valve's titles, are yeah. just mods of other games it's that dope, have been right? remade, so they're yeah. like fleshed out and much better, and they're great because of it. Um, someone was talking to me on my stream. It's like I wonder if they're gonna if Valve is gonna like buy Auto Chess. I'm like I don't know. They just made Artifact. That'd be kind of embarrassing. I mean, Artifact's kind of. <laughs> trash yeah so, it's like i mean that would be real total acceptance of failure if they if they were to buy auto chess and remake it but they probably do well with it they would do very well i mean as far as i'm aware tencent the chinese um publisher and game developer have bought the rights to dota auto chess oh really yeah so they're gonna be making their own standalone version that's cool yeah and i, I it'll probably be on mobile which is uh, also pretty cool because the game just translates very well to, mm -hmm. to the mobile devices. Do you play any mobile games at all? 
I don't. I, I'm no. so out of the loop. I have I have old school RuneScape on my phone, from because I so asked. So you're one that, of those people that just plays I love RuneScape old school on RuneScape. But I haven't. I've been subscribed. Listen, I've had like a subscription <laughs> running for like two years, and uh, the last year I just haven't even touched the game. It's just been running constantly. Just been wasting money, like six dollars every month, just like chilling. But I yeah, I used to play it a hell of a lot when I was younger, and I used to play it a lot like a couple of years ago. But uh, I haven't had. I, I just don't really have the time to like play these games. I feel like if I'm going to play games, my only days to play games are like Monday, Tuesday. And if I do that, I just want to stream it. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to. Yeah, I think Josh mentioned on one of his uh, on his stream is like he just doesn't play games off stream. Like he's just focused and busy on other things. Yeah, and I think that's a great way to organize your time, especially when you have like an audience to watch you play like to stream. Like it's it's fun to stream with some sort of audience like we both streamed with like zero viewers at a time and now we have like a decent viewer base and it's just makes uh gaming a lot more enjoyable like Sekiro watching you and Josh go at it with Sekiro is great oh my god we're on the final so boss what right now we're both on the yeah, final I, boss that's what I was about to say like I miss you fighting the final boss so you guys haven't we haven't done that? it so we haven't done it we need to like boot it up pretty we hard need to, like, we, I know it is man I've been playing it it's I I it took me five hours Five hours? I, I I think I I probably was the slowest out of anyone to beat it. I because no, I no. I did like I was playing for like nine hours and I got to the final boss and like oh shit this is the final boss and I I'm just too stubborn to just quit. Like obviously you're streaming for like that long. Yeah. You probably should just like you know wait till tomorrow to play the take boss. Take a break. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just take like a break. exhausted take a fighting the hardest boss in the game. <laughs> like my hands and feet are sweating. I like died <laughs> at the final stage so many times. It's just like. I you guys will beat it. It's so good. Like everybody yeah. says, it's like one of the hardest things in Dark Soul in like from soft games. Really, it really is. But it's it's brilliant. It's so good. <sighs> I I, I, in my opinion, is the it. It's probably the hardest thing to beat for the first time in, in a from soft game. It, I feel like after you beat it, it's probably relatively simple because you learn it. It's not like Dark Souls where you have yeah. a different build every time. Like you just parry stuff and attack them. Like you figure out the patterns. Sure. Um. But beating it for the first time was extremely difficult. But I can't wait for those streams. So, so it's you said Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, Mondays and Tuesdays. So, like, is usually next, when we stream next Monday is the well, uh, the finale. Next Monday, maybe I, the thing, the trouble, the biggest issue as well is like neglecting the stream because of the Overwatch League. Because it's mm -hmm. like I'm working today on the league, and I I don't know when I'm gonna go into work. Okay, not yet. I'm good. Uh, but. <laughs> but uh, like yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is the entire day is taken up, so you can't stream then. And even when you get back home, even if you want to stream, you can't really because it's so late at night. There's not really a point at that at that point anymore. Yeah, especially with your time zone. It's, yeah, it's being on the west coast out there. So yeah, I mean Monday, Tuesday is the only days, and even then on Monday, Tuesday, sometimes you just want to decompress from your day of watching twelve hours of Overwatch a day. You know. Yeah. But you, you got to keep the stream consistent as well because it's like. If everything goes tits up, it's a good, it's a good backup plan. It's good, it's good to have. I that have to say, like on. your your stream content has it was all, I've always liked your stream and I've always liked Sideshow stream, but it seems like obviously you guys aren't living together now, but like when you guys were living together and obviously branching off of that, you guys have collabed really, really well. Obviously, you guys still do it despite yeah. living in two different uh, locations, but. I really love like the the shenanigans. Like half of your clips are you and Sideshow just like messing with each other. Like half of the <laughs> the highest rank clips, like you just cooking yeah. with fighting with Sideshow or putting pepper in some sort of I don't know what the hell you're making. But, oh, it's a chili con carne. Oh no, yeah. it's like a, a spaghetti bolognese. And I wanted to, I wanted to add some spice to it, and he didn't. So I just fucking ripped it off of my mouth. Got a bunch of pepper in my mouth and just fucking poured the, poured it in. Just poured it in. Yeah. Like, I, I have a couple... Like, some of your top clips are you eating your suit. Uh, you dressed up as Gamba Gandalf mm -hmm. uh, drinking beer out of your shoe. So yeah, it was shoey, vodka, actually. Bren Shoey. Shout out to the Bren Shoeys. Shout out to the Bren Shoeys. Oh, it was vodka? <laughs> yeah, it was vodka. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I didn't All wash. Right. I didn't. I didn't wash those shoes, and they're sitting in the Overwatch League wardrobe. And I wear them every now and then on the show. 
Perfect. Just unwashed after many <laughs> after many years. You know, it, you know, it got rid. Of, I don't even want to think about it, honestly. And you can't forget. You can't forget the legendary. This was like over two years ago. The jump jumps. The jump jump streams. Oh my. Oh god. my god. For those that don't know, I mean, I don't really know what jump jump is, but it's some sort of curry, I think. It's actually called Jumsom, but my stream Jumsom? changed it oh. to Jum Jum. And it's like uh, extremely hot. An extremely hot curry from this Nepalese restaurant in Gloucester called Jumsom. And I, they would always, I don't, like, again, it was a similar thing where I was like, oh, I, you know, I can't really be bothered to cook. I want to save some money. Stream, you can buy whatever you want. Like, if you, if you, you pick it, I'll buy it. And then I would like, and then they, every time that we found Jumsom and we picked it because it's like four on the, it was like the pepper scale. And it's like Indian or Indian and Nepalese dishes in the UK are way hotter than they are in the US, I've found. I've been going to a lot of curry places around the, around the US. Uh, maybe it's just on the West Coast, but they've just been terrible. Like they haven't been hot at all or spicy. Uh, but in the UK, holy moly, that stuff ended me. It ended me, man. It ended me. How would you compare to, uh, how, how would you compare that to how Sideshow reacted eating a ghost pepper? Okay. So recently, on for one of our segments, I ate some hot sauce that was um, just like a, we did like a challenge in our pre-show, mm -hmm. and I kid you not, it took it, I was out of action the entire day afterwards, <laughs> and because we found out that the production team they just like they did it before with a, just a normal hot sauce, and there was really no effect. And I was like, because I like spicy food. Yeah. So they were like, okay, we're going to order this. And it, it's literally a, a hot sauce called The End. And it's in a black <laughs> little tiny bottle with a dropper. Like, not even, you don't pour it. You fucking drop it in. It's and like it's, a it, science experiment. It's a Carolina Reaper. Wait, what is it? The End hot sauce. It's like a... Let me look it up. Pull it up, Jamie. Pull it up. It's a... Uh... Yeah, it's Car 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 Carolina Reaper's... Extract. Habaneros, Reapers, and Extract. Yeah, so it's 6 million Scovilles on the heat unit, which is six times hotter than a ghost pepper. And and it's supposed to be mixed in with sauces and, and food. Like, you use one drop, and you just yeah. mix it in, and it heats the entire thing up and adds some nice spice. They, they just poured it all over a chicken nugget. They didn't know how hot it was, and I didn't. I just trusted it, but the sauce was black. The sauce was black, and I ate it on the broadcast, and we went to break, and during the break, I was like, I think I'm going to die. I was like, I think I'm going to die. Like, this this was the hottest thing I've ever ate in my life. Like, way worse than Jom Som. Like, Jom Jom was just nothing. It was a drop in the bucket. And Jom Jom, I was crying at. Like, I was dying at Jom Jom. This broke me mentally. Like, yeah, during like the break, we had a minute and a half to try and collect our thoughts. We came back. I had to jump straight back into analysis. And I was just like, I can't do it. I just said to them on the camera, I was like, I can't do it. Like I just can't even can't even breathe. Like, I can't even. It hurt. Like Josh was next to me and he did the same. And he was just dying. He was like he just kept saying over and over again, "It hurts to breathe. It hurts to breathe." Like my my hand went numb. My my is, my hand went numb. I can't express to you express to you guys like as someone that has witnessed this stuff online and in person, it's so much different. Like thinking like I'm laughing right now, but like just because like I feel. I feel the tension that I felt when I saw Sideshow and Harsha go through eating the ghost pepper. It's like, holy shit, we just made like the worst mistake ever. Like, this is like, this was a great idea on paper, but, but it's we not, just killed these guys. It's not too bad if you have milk, I think. But here's the thing. They they gave us fucking like soy milk, which doesn't even, no, it, it doesn't what, have what dairy it? in it, right? Yeah, no dairy. So it doesn't even counteract it. Yeah. It made it worse. <laughs> Yeah, I like I drank it, and I was like, "Oh, I'm dying!" Like I was just—it was death incarnate. Oh my god! For the entire day, the entire day, I was my stomach was so upset, and I was just dead. I was just gone, like actually destroyed. Oh my god! So, so yeah, I'm assuming after that they probably scrapped. Uh, they probably reevaluated certain ways of uh, of doing content for the cast. How recent yeah. was that? Very recent, like a month ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not know that happened. Yeah, wow. I, maybe I can find it online as a clip. I, I don't know. It's oh my god. Yeah, it was that was crazy. I I just I don't know. I googled Bren hot sauce owl and it just came up with some weird owl hot sauce. <laughs> I don't I don't know. But uh, 
God. Yeah, it was that was a wild segment. But it, people didn't. The thing is, it went so full circle with the segment that like normally I like to like ham it up a little bit and like overreact so it's like funnier. Yeah. I couldn't even act. Like I was just disabled. Like as in my brain had shut down, and I was just like, bleh, bleh. like trying to trying to not be in pain. You just know, your like, body is just your. It's just trying. It went, it went to survival mode. Yeah, yeah. It went straight into survival mode. It wasn't even focused like nothing on anything else anymore. Nothing about it. I just needed to focus on breathing and not throwing up on broadcast. Oh and my like, god! I did it. I managed it. But holy moly! Jeez. So what's the future for uh, Brett in the Overwatch League? I don't know, man. I don't know. I right now it's uh, I want to move into casting and commentating again, but I just need to find a, a decent partner and uh, and jump into it feet first, you know. So it's that's what my current goal is looking for that. But uh, who knows? Because everything's going to change next year. Nobody knows what the hell is going on right now in terms of the format. It's it's mm -hmm. all just changing. So it could just be a radically different show. But I don't know. It's up in the air. But worst case scenario, I know I've got my caravan to go back to. Oh like, yeah, you know, just go back to that. You know, those streams are really underrated. I feel like they didn't pop off only because you're streaming at three in the morning <laughs> Eastern time. <laughs> yeah, like they were so good. Like you know, the sideshow. I don't know who you were else you were in Discord with, but they were just peer pressuring you into betting all of your money on <laughs> poker. I was yeah. like, I was like, bro, this yeah. is just not a good. Idea. It was funny, but now it's just like, what the hell? It was a <laughs> terrible idea. Yeah. For those that don't know, he was just playing poker and Sideshow was just like, just go all in. Just you go know, all in, huh? Hand. Listen, you know what the play is, you go all in. And I just listened to him every time and I was like putting 20, 20 pounds on these all in bets and just losing it all. You know, oh, man. The, you never give up. That's the best role uh, mod mode to have when you're betting money. Just never give up. <laughs> never give up. Just, just keep doing just the sell slots, your house. You know? Sell your house, mm -hmm. take out a loan and put it all in. Go all in every time. So with that, Brian, we hit about an hour here. It was really fun, man. It was yeah. really good catching up to you. I haven't talked to you at all since uh, Tip of the Hats. It's been, a, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute, huh? Yeah. yeah. And it's good well, to hear that you're doing really well. You got uh, a, lot of, um, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. I'm looking Is forward. The other day I was, I was thinking about uh, Tip of the Hats. I was mm -hmm. like, no, I can't, can't wait. Yeah. Like, it's going to be dope. It's, it's going to be great. Every single year, it's even better than the last. And last yeah. year was pretty sweet. So... Is there anything you want to mention or shout out before we uh, head off here? No, not really. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for waking up uh, pretty early and getting. It wasn't this, really uh... that early. Like I needed to wake up anyway to, to get my Ralph's delivery. The guy didn't All even right. bring up to my door. So, yeah. <laughs> that's where we started, and that's where we're gonna end. <laughs> Guys, check him out on the Overwatch League, and check him out on Twitch TV forward slash Bren. Thank you so much, dude. See ya. And we'll see you guys later. Bye bye. Bye.